but we'll get going um, hope you guys are having a great day I had a long day I left Utah this morning at uh, about 3.30 and got out here to California got a clinic this weekend and uh, I'm glad to be here glad to have a clinic to go to and really glad that uh, Kelly Mace is putting this clinic on we're looking forward to it here and done again starts on Thursday so um, as you guys jump on here ask your questions Sue Callahan you said you sent one email I haven't checked my e I haven't checked my email all day I'm sorry so type it on here um, Cheryl good to see you well as I was driving across lonely Nevada which is it's a long drive from Utah here to California and you go across the whole Great Basin of Nevada and it's you know Nevada is, is a dry state and uh, it's a lonely I took Highway 50 out and Highway 50 is called the loneliest highway in America and that ain't no lie but the cool thing about Nevada is horsemanship and um, those of you that kind of know your geography a little bit the Great Basin encompasses all almost all of Nevada parts of Utah pretty much half of Utah parts of California um, all the way up to Idaho and Oregon and uh, basically between the Sierras and uh, the Wasatch Range which is in Utah where we live so there's some really cool horsemanship and mulemanship out here um, and it, it goes back a long ways but the point of the horsemanship out here is they have work to do you know all these big ranches they have work to do and they usually have a rope in their hand or they got a lead rope they're leading a pack mule and they do a lot of stuff one-handed and so my tip for you guys this week is uh, hopefully you guys are doing good following along with these everyday mulemanship challenges but I want you guys to pay attention as we continue on to the coming weeks we're gonna fade into doing a lot of stuff one-handed and uh, that's something we should all be striving for is to try to do more with our seat more with our legs and less with our reins um, you guys remember the order of operations on this stuff is seat leg rein and and that's the hierarchy I guess or if you if you could say it yeah on how to operate your mule or your horse so as you guys are riding I want you to I want you to focus on that because a lot of times we just get real excited about using our we use our reins way too much and um, you think about the culture that we kind of have here in the country too about riding you, you guys hear a lot about this neck reining stuff which neck reining is really easy to teach and your mule can learn it they can learn to operate off a of neck rein and that's great that's all cool but that is still entry level the only people the only friends of mine that get excuses to just focus on neck reining are my friends that are uh, maybe handicapped or paralyzed and there's a few of you out there that are probably listening to this that that deal with that and that's great you get those animals neckering in and you guys can get along with them good but for those of you that are capable of using your seat and your legs focus on that and refine that don't get stuck on just using your reins so that's my meal tip for you guys this week is to uh, try to remember that order of operation seat leg rein so Anyways, tell me your thoughts on that. I would love to hear from you. 
And sorry the camera's so shaky. I'm trying to hold it and scroll. Uh, I didn't set up my tripod today. Um, I had a few questions come in um, that I wrote down here. Um, one of them was how to teach your mule to pony another and how to teach your, your mule to be ponied. So to teach your mule to be ponied is a piece of cake. That's easy stuff. That's just your groundwork, okay? That's all it is. It's just your groundwork. If your mule's broke to lead, then they should not have any issues uh, being ponied. Or, excuse, yeah, being ponied. They shouldn't have any problem uh, with that. It, it's no different than you standing there. You're just taller. You're just in the saddle now leading them from the saddle. They should, they should lead just as good as they did when you're on the ground. So that's the easy part. Now, teaching your mule to pony another, that's, that can be a little bit more challenging um, those of you that have ever done one of our mulemanship two classes, you guys, uh, a lot of times we've we've drag uh, we've drug I don't know what to, drag or drug a log um, behind our mules, and I like to get those mules to where they feel that rope kind of go across their butt, you know, and I like them to get comfortable with that. So I I do stuff like that. Um, those of you that have ever been to a colt starting clinic. You guys have watched me get a rope, get like a lariat rope around the mule's neck, and then I take the, some of the slack of the rope, and I work it under the mule's tail, you know, like from the middle of a round pin. It's kind of hard to explain to you like this without demonstrating it, but anyways, you get to where that, that rope goes under that tail, and you teach those mules to where when the rope goes under their tail, they easily just yield their hinds away from that rope. Um, it's really simple and oh, it pays off to teach them that but I'll do a couple things like that to prepare them to pony another and then and then it's just a matter of getting out and doing it um, I like to make inside circles so I like to ride my reins in my left hand and my right hand holding the lead rope um, when I'm ponying and if I got one that's brand new to ponying then I will ride right circles around that animal so the animal stays to the inside until my riding animal gets a little bit more comfortable. Now of course just keep your mule centered while you're riding um, you know while you do all your work that, that's the main thing to prepare to pony another animal is just to keep your mule centered so anyways um, I'm gonna go right into these live questions you guys don't be shy to post comments it might be a little delayed I hope my Hope you guys are hearing me okay and uh, and everything. Um, service seems to be okay here, but I'm not sure. Sue Callahan, did you post your question yet? Uh, okay, Tammy King, good to hear from you. If you guys ever notice those cool little cowboy hats my daughters wear that are all painted up, Tammy King painted them. All right, her question is Spang Amali thoughts. She has some tough cycles. You know, Tammy, uh, my, our good buddy Nancy Baldock. Uh, Nancy, are you on here? Nancy's usually on here. Um, I haven't seen her name yet, but it's delayed, so I don't know. But Nancy, you know, she, Tammy, she uh, she spayed Jolene, that mule I had for that Missouri Mule makeover. And um, maybe Nancy can tell us some of the some of the pros or cons about it. But my father-in-law also, I, I think he he spayed one mule and it. It made some changes on it. Um, if you got a molly that cramps a lot real bad, you know, or some of the, like my father-in-law, he had a mule that really had some major cramps when she had cycled, felt bad for the gal, and 
I mean, she just couldn't even walk. So he spayed her, and that helped her a little bit. Um, so Tammy, but I have never, I have never had one personally that we've had spayed. Good question, though. Uh, let's see who else we got. Connie Price. I can't wait to come to Virginia too. I can't wait to see. You. I miss you guys out there. Debbie Meshmeyer's on here. All right, Jermaine from Arizona. Ken from Wisconsin. Good to see you. Celeste, teaching young mules to pony. Does that? Hopefully, I just answered your question. Were you the one that sent that in before? Sky didn't tell me the name. Uh, Carl Brimhall, good to see you. Um, let's see. If you guys got questions, throw them on here. I'm just scrolling down. Maybe I'll get to some of these. Todd Callies, good to see you. Okay. Diane Gross has a question. She says, uh, Banjo uh, has been trying to run downhill. What's the best way to remedy this? Yeah, when they get going too fast downhill, Diane... Um, I will just turn them sideways on the hill. So if you're going straight down, just turn them to the left or the right to where they're parallel, reset, and then go again. And before he starts to run, when you feel him surge, Diane, that's when you do it. Don't wait. Uh, don't wait for him to be like running down the hill. That that gets you. That gets you messed up. Okay. So um, it, when you feel that energy kind of build up, then turn him sideways and you can do that by rolling the hinds so say I want to turn him to the left well I'm not gonna semi truck turn him I'm gonna just bring my left leg back my uh, my left rein position one I'm gonna roll the hinds to the right just a quarter circle that's all it is just a quarter circle turn and I'll be set hope that makes sense if you got more questions Diane about that comment please Betsy Skinner good to see you Christy Kovner what's up um, let's see who else we got on here. Okay, Debbie. Debbie Mashmeyer. My daughter has a three-year-old Molly who goes totally berserk when she gets an injection. What can be done to help the situation other than she has good ground manners? Uh, well, the ground manners aren't that good if she's having a big problem, you know, uh, getting shots some mules are super sensitive and just a handful okay so there's lots of levels of this getting your mules good with shots um, the the more gentle you guys can get your mules for one and the more broke to lead you can get them I mean I'm talking my standard broke to lead right like like really good like they don't push you okay because remember jerking away from you or pushing into you both of those things are pushing so get them centered on the ground, Debbie. Now, that's that's my that that's the best things you can do. And I'd start that from when they're young, working on them shots and to where they're not so sensitive. Um, also, your vets can do a good job. Like I, <clears throat> it might sound kind of weird, but you can spend some time on some of these real sensitive mules before you actually give them the shot. I might sit there for thirty seconds and uh, just kind of. Uh, just lightly pinch them. Don't pinch them to to make them go away from you, but just kind of light so they kind of, I don't know, get a little dull to that little that little poke, and then give them a shot. If they're super dangerous, next thing is to go to a vet shoot. If they're still super dangerous, or say you got to give something a shot that has never been caught, like sometimes on some of these bigger ranches and stuff, some of these animals never been touched till they're three or something. They run them in like, you know, you've seen them at like a rodeo arena, a buck and shoot, or a strip shoot. 
run them in one of those and give them a shot there where you're going to be totally safe, they're going to be totally safe, and no big deal. And then you work on those things I told you. The main two things, Debbie, like I said, get them gentle, 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 and then uh, get them broke to lead. Gina Garten, Todd is unloading himself when I get back from a ride and runs to the indoor arena to roll. Suggestions on getting him to wait for me. Gina, why is Todd unloading himself? Uh, have him tied up in the trailer. I assume he's in a trailer. I guess, you know, unloading. I guess he's in a trailer. Um, keep him tied up. Now, I, uh, I, most of my meal, most of, I mean, both of my trailers are stock trailers. So, uh, I'll, I ought to be able to open them doors on the stock trailer. My mules ought to stand in there tied up and not try to pull back, not hang back, and definitely not unload themselves. So, uh, tie them up and open the door, Gina, so he will learn to wait for you. Just because that door's open doesn't mean the mule can haul butt out. That's a bad habit. All right, Joanne. Let's see. Her question. If I can get this to pull up. Joanne Labate, I hope I said your name right, Joanne. Why bump sometimes versus apply constant pressure sometimes? For example, with a lead rope or reins, what is the guiding principle? Joanne, that's a really good question because sometimes I would say bump. Sometimes I would say to just hold constant pressure. And I guess it just depends on the situation, Joanne. But for, for example, leg, just just sticking your leg on them, um, the mule really quickly can dull to your whole leg. Um, I'd rather touch or bump with my heel, or if I have a spur, just bump and get out of there. Just get in there, get out of there. Because if you just kind of so, so say you, you have, you know, you just dig your heel into them, they're going to just dull up and they get to pushing on you. And they revert, revert back to their instincts when they are full. If you guys have ever dealt with foals or any of you that have ever been around bucking horses at a rodeo, you know that they are still on the instinct to where you put pressure on and they actually push into that pressure. And so like just sticking your leg into them, a lot of times they will, if that's all you did, they would push back on that leg. But you just kind of set it up to where it's more difficult to, to go that way where they're kind of running into something but like bumping that's that's a better way to use your leg um, now the reins for example the reins I have found is not beneficial to bump on the reins um, they when you're working with the head or with the mouth it seems like they want to get away um, I don't know what I'm trying to say here uh, if you just bump on that mouth, pretty soon they're going to be real flighty away from that. Uh, so say you're trying to get the mule to, let's just say flex to the right, Joanne, and you're bumping on the reins. Well, on the back side of every bump on with the reins is a release. And when you do that, sometimes they just want to take, you'll, you'll get them taking their head away like this, you know, to where they want to just be flighty from that. So with the legs... It, you do a little bit, you get further along with the bumping. With the reins, I would say hang in there, constant pressure, set it up and wait. Um, that's about as deep as I can answer that question. And I suppose with these different pieces of their body, 
different parts of their brain run these things and uh, it just kind of goes back to their natural instincts of flight or fight um, or you know of course the mules have the freeze right uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that a little bit more Joanne and maybe I'll talk about that next week a little bit more when I my brain isn't so mushy from driving for 12 hours Jeremy Watt, good to see you on here, man. Um, let's see what else you guys got going on here today. All right, Katie Lundy. Good to hear from you, Katie. Katie's from New Mexico. Katie Lundy, my mule worries about things behind her on the trail. In the arena, another... Uh, or Okay, she, my mule worries about things behind her on the trail and in the arena. Another animal, bicycle person, what do you suggest to help her? Um... So when they're real worried, when you're just say you're riding down the trail and you got some mules that are constantly looking over their shoulder, they're scared um, of what's behind them. They've got that flight going on. That tells me I need to do quite a bit better job on that front line. Katie, you've been in the clinics. You've heard me talk about this imaginary rectangle that we're trying to keep our mules in. There's a, a line on the front, line on the back, line on both sides, and I'm trying to keep them centered up all the time. So if my mule's out on the trail and they're scared of what's behind them, they're pushing on that front line, that tells me I need to do a little bit more work. Um, sometimes all it takes is something as simple as uh, picking up a soft hill while you're riding. That might be all it, that, that's maybe all it takes, Katie, is to just pick up a soft hill. Um, maybe they're real bothered. So if they're real bothered, maybe they want to really take off or something. I need to redirect the mind. Uh, what I mean is I need to get the mule thinking about something other than whatever they're scared of. So I might do some serpentines, Katie. I might do some roll the hinds, roll the front. I might just do simple leg yields. Leg yield to the left and to the right. Up, you know, over this rock, over that rock. And maybe as simple as that. So the main thing is, is to get her mind back on you, focused and comfortable that you can take care of her. That's what she needs to know. Let me know what you think of that. Okay, Sue. Okay, here's the question. Uh, Susan Callahan. Sue, you've been doing a dang good job with Nick's, um, but she still needs some help. She says, um, need some tips on how I can get some dewormer and sedation paste down Nick's throat. You know how nose and mouth shy, shy she is? I tried for 40 minutes today. It's a no-go. She won't take treats from my hand either, even though I try all the time. <laughs> yeah, don't, you don't have to try too hard on that, Susan. Get them treats by hand, okay? Any exercises I can do to help her make this happen? Um, first of all, as far as the exercises, Susan, um, lateral flexion to the left and teach her how to put her head down. Those will really help you. Those two pieces are very valuable. Thirdly, you know, I remember with Nix, she is really shy with her nose and her mouth. So you need to get her comfortable where you can run that hand over her nose, run that hand over her mouth, and get her comfortable with that. And then, Susan, I don't know if you remember I showed you, all of you need to be able to open up your mule's mouth um, just with your, your finger. Um, a lot of people never work on opening a mule's mouth other than when they shove the bit in there but I will work on opening that mule's mouth with my finger. So I use my, if I'm on the left side of the mule, okay, I'm gonna use my left hand, I'm gonna use my middle finger, I'm gonna press against the lip, against the tooth on the mule's 
lower lip on the right side. So I kind of um, press it just just slightly. It's not very hard. It's not uh, it's not hard at all, really. It's just a little pressure there. And the second that meal opens its mouth, just release. So you can get to where you can just set your hand there and they'll open their mouth right up. But I do that. So those are some exercises, Sue, you can do um, to get that meal to where it's more comfortable. And then with the dewormer, that's the challenging because some meals, they can smell dewormer. They hate it. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, I've, I've found that maybe using a little bit of a – you can even – come them with a little bit of applesauce so get you an old tube like an old dewormer tube that you've after you deworm some of your others and put a little applesauce in there every day and get to where shoot they'll love that they'll love that tube you know that's that that would be something they just love it and uh, that's helped a little bit too but i've never i've never really had once you kind of get those things i just told you to get you know you get a good handle where you can handle that mule the head and lower the head and open the mouth then it's really easy to deworm them. Anyways, I hope you can get some use out of that. How are we doing on time? <clears throat> All right. Tammy Bradley. Good to see you on here. Tammy used to host a... She hosted a couple clinics for us in Florida. Good to see you on here, Tammy. Working on the ground and the mule doesn't have any motivation, just wants to stand too close. What would be the best method to move them? Uh, Tammy, I'd be... If, if I... If I had a flag, I'd be using a flag, and you could just remember clear the front very first. Uh, that video you sent me the other day, remember I told you about clearing the front and being more thorough at that. You know that that step on the groundwork, clearing the front, is probably well. I th every time I do it, I appreciate that move more and more. I think that's probably one of the best moves you can do. Um, I used to say rolling the hindquarters was the most important, but I realized that the better you can get this get this front to yield and you can get that mule to yield to you and clear that front easier everything else is too so Tammy uh, clear that front first and that's how you you will uh, get them to be motivated I promise you so uh, I'd start there get that better get it um, you guys remember my four favorite words soft centered accurate and punctual underline punctual for your mule when you ask them to move that means today all right, Connie Price. When asking Waldo to soften, he has started to root downward. He will soften. Then, when I start to release, he roots his nose out. What should I do, Connie? I'm gonna assume that you're at, you're talking about soft feel. Is that right? Comment or hit the like button or something. Uh, so, if you ask for the soft feel, Connie and the mule roots his nose down or out or up or whatever the main thing for you to do is hang in there just wait there until he softens the way you're looking for okay now when you release and he takes his nose out again just pick up a soft feel again just immediately right after do it again and then if he takes his nose out again just do it again I, I have no problem sitting there for 20 minutes picking up a soft feel if he keeps on rooting I will not end with him rooting rooting his nose out. So you're doing the right thing, Connie. I know you're doing the right thing. You know you know what you're doing. Um, I just wait longer, and uh, you know make sure you end on something good. I that's the case for most of you guys on here. I know you. I know you guys are doing the right thing. Most most people want to do the right thing, 
sometimes we don't go about it the right way or sometimes we don't just we just don't do it long enough so Connie just hang in there you got this you know what you're doing all right well let's see who else is on here Todd Callies hello Ty our camp is set up and I'll work on the one hand rain this week all right good Deanna Russell good to see you Val Chambers we got Canada on here got sister-in-law Shaley on here what's up Shaley all right I'm not seeing uh, any more questions or maybe they're not coming up Jeff Pace Joe Wenchel good to see you on here buddy well if I missed any questions there's a little delay here so if I miss something I'm sorry I will write it down and get to it next week but I sure appreciate you guys being on here um, at the beginning of Meal Tip Tuesday I forgot to thank our sponsors Ernest Brenham and Saddlery and Equine Jewel Designs they are awesome make sure you look them up and support them they do good work um, so big thanks to them uh, if you guys are listening to this on Facebook um, for all of you that don't watch it live um, then I'd appreciate it if you guys would leave us a review those of you that are watching live maybe when you're done with this leave us a review on Facebook those of you that are listening later on a podcast for those that don't know we have a podcast Everyday Mulemanship with Ty Evans this will be on there you guys can listen while you drive if you missed any of it uh, leave us a 5 star review specifically on Apple Podcasts so anyways thanks guys God bless you I'm excited to be here in California to do a clinic this week I can't believe I got in and I'm here and I can do this I'm looking forward to it and I hope uh, all the clinics coming up go through um, for those that didn't hear next week I'm supposed to be in Spokane, Washington it got canceled boo so we're not going to Spokane uh, but after that we're going to Whitehall Montana and the rest of you I hope I get to make it to the clinic that you're coming to I'm looking forward to it but thanks guys God bless you and we'll see you down the road alright have a good night